people say that I'm going out of my mind. They always have an opinion about my life. I could care less, cause I only bring in good vibes. Oh, feeling myself, you could see it in my smile. I'm not singing, oh, don't worry about me when I'm in a zone. Free up yourself, cause you already know.
wash emotion Girl, your skin smooth like your beard in a tub full of jerkins lotion Yeah, that wind out because an explosion Girl, your bumper so start a commotion Yellow, you mean I'm a back all Kogan Come get your groove on Pony Island For the Snapchat. Nobody nothing was on a love chat. No video this by your Snapchat. Girl, hear me, I say me never born yesterday. But the bad wine that you give me today. Think me a joke, stick a bet and say fair. Girl, me, I hope you are here when me say. Me body so right, fit, fit, do Madeline. Lick like say me at the age 13. Me say when you touch me, me wetter than the Marines. Like from Jamaica, fit the love of Farin. Say, girl, me want your tip on your toe, then you bend down low. Everybody you are pro Drop it low then you bring it up slow Girl you are lead you are go Why you tip on your toe then you bend down low Show everybody you are pro Drop it low then you bring it up slow Girl you are lead you are go See me put up me love for the grabbing Come here ready for receive good attacking Love that boy you give me boy ready for me Trap him touch right hold me neck Give me little lip locking like the window, catch on the edge like veranda, press on the gas like a Honda, from they got the good na 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 When you sit on your toe, then you bend down low, show everybody you a pro, when you drop it low, then you bring it up slow, girl you a lead, you a go, when you sit on your toe, then you bend down low, show everybody you a pro, when you drop it low, then you bring it up slow, girl you a lead, you a go. I say me never born yesterday But the bad wine that you give me today Think me a joke, stick a bet and say fair Girl, me I hope you are here when me say Me body so right, fit, fit, do Madeline Lick like, say me at the age 13 Me say when you touch me, me wetter than the Marines Like from Jamaica, feed the love of foreign Say girl, me want your tip on your toe, then you bend down low Show everybody you a pro Me want you drop it low, then you bring it up slow Girl, you a lead, you a go Tip on your toe, then you bend down low Show everybody you a pro Drop it low, then you bring it up slow Girl, you a lead, you a go On your toe, on your toe Show everybody you a pro Morning to all our listeners around the world. Logged on to QMZRadio.com. 
and JanoRadio.com. Of course, good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Monday, July 11, Move It Monday, and of course, we do it in Soka Styly. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me for Coffee and Toll World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram Moments with Me Media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today. In international news, Biden defends decision to visit Saudi Arabia, says it is my job to keep our country strong and secure. North Korea suspected of conducting artillery fire drills. UK's foreign secretary, Truce, enters race to become next prime minister. Global population to hit 8 billion, but growth slows, according to United Nations. And two bar shootings have left 19 people dead in South Africa. In news out of North America, Emmett Till protesters storm into a senior living facility in search of his wrongful accuser, Carolyn Bryant Donham. North Carolina mother mauled to death by the pit bulls she was dog-sitting. Mother and boyfriend arrested after seven-year-old girl falls out of a moving SUV, fatally struck on California freeway. Stacey Abrams raises $22 million for her Georgia governor campaign, far exceeds current governor Brian Kemp. A 14-year-old is fatally stabbed at a train station in New York, authorities say. In business and tech news, Georgia gas station owner gives back to his community by lowering gas prices to $1.99. Nobody likes self-checkout. Here's why it is everywhere. In health and science news, doctors diagnose man with rare eggplant deformity after cracking his penis during sex. A swimmer was infected with a brain-eating amoeba after visiting an Iowa beach. In sports news, Phoenix Mercury coach says Brittany Griner would be home if she was LeBron James. I said this last week. NFL free agent Dwayne Brown arrested at LAX with concealed weapon in luggage. Out of the Caribbean corner... P.M. Brown calls on Antiguans to respect court ruling on buggery. Out of Jamaica, confronting crisis and revelers rule the road. Stories out of Latin America. Mexican soldiers discover about 1,200 pounds of fentanyl in historic drug bust. Believe it or not, stories. Pennsylvania 911 operator charged with involuntary ma national manslaughter after not sending ambulance to woman who died. Education Association debates on whether to replace birthing parent over mother. Pregnant woman uses the overturn of Roe versus Wade to try get to get out of a traffic ticket. Entertainment news: Cops arrest an obsessed fan that trespassed on Selena Gomez's LA property. Dave Chappelle releases new surprise Netflix special. Defense previous trans joke. You know the one I'm really looking forward to is the Education Association debate on whether to replace birthing parent over mother is there an agenda in place 
we're gonna return with the details right after the music break a little more soca for us to get us moving it is move it monday and we do it in soca styley right here on coffee and so thank you for being with us Just a choose and I'm in the run of the chill spot When she walk in the whole place get quiet So the girl look trust me I think shot But I know the first time it's a girl and she has Over that woman oh Soon as we are them make four Me see myself a career for my tour How much girl me say I'm hundred and more But this never reached me before me no know a war I love the way she looks Her pretty face and smile got a hold on me And the way she moves in the dance when I'm turning on her body Get away, she's mine This girl I don't wanna share with nobody It didn't take no time I'm about to fall in love from one time
thank you to all our listeners logged on to qmzradio.com johnoradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i'm moments with me and you're listening to coffee in tow world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views don't forget to download the jano radio app j-a-h-k-n-o radio available in your apple and google play stores take us wherever you go want to be a part of the conversation sure you can join the chat on janoradio.com or join us on Clubhouse. Download the Clubhouse app if you haven't already done so. It is Move It Monday. We do it in Soka Styly. So you're going to hear a blend of Soka and dance hall today as well. I call it So Gay. Let's wake up, get our blood pumping, and get ready to face the day and the week. New week, new opportunities. Let's embrace them. And the international news are coming up right after this. All right, and now it is time for us to get into the details. President Joe Biden has defended his controversial visit to Saudi Arabia next week, saying the trip is critical to the security of the United States. As president, it is my job to keep our country strong and secure. We have to counter Russia's aggression, put ourselves in the best possible position to outcompete China, and work for greater stability in a consequential region of the world. This is what Biden wrote on Saturday for the Washington Post. To do these things, we have to engage directly with countries that can impact, that can impact those outcomes. Saudi Arabia is one of them. And when I meet with Saudi leaders on Friday, my aim will be to strengthen a strategic partnership going forward that is based on mutual interests and responsibilities, while also holding true to fundamental American values. The president's visit has drawn criticism given that U.S. intelligence has deemed Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman responsible for ordering the murder of dissident journalist Jamal As a candidate for president, Biden had pledged to make the kingdom a pariah. Hmm. In his op-ed, Biden also said he will be focused on a more integrated and stable Middle East, calling the region essential to global trade and the supply chains we rely on, while also noting how critical Middle East energy supplies are in light of sanctions on Russia following its invasion of Ukraine. And a region that's coming together through diplomacy and cooperation, rather than coming apart through conflict, is less likely to give rise to violent extremism that threatens our homeland or new wars that could place new burdens on U.S. military forces and their families, Biden said. Biden tactically criticized his predecessor, 
former President Donald Trump, for abandoning the Iran nuclear deal and said his administration will continue to increase diplomatic and economic pressure until Iran is ready to return to compliance with the 2015 nuclear deal, as I remain prepared to do. Okay, Biden. The president is also set to travel to Israel during the visit. He touted U.S. security assistance for the country in his op-ed, while also noting, working with Congress, my administration restored approximately $500 million in support for Palestinians. Biden is set to travel to the region on Wednesday. Um, my hand is still outstretched, Biden. Uh, I still got my hand open here, waiting, waiting patiently. North Korea appears to have conducted artillery firing drills, South Korea has said, days after the U.S. deployed sophistic- excuse me, sophisticated fighter jets to South Korea for joint training. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff said in a statement that it detected multiple trajectories presumed to be North Korean artillery on Sunday afternoon. Our military spotted flight trajectories that are suspected to be North Korea's multiple rocket launches from around 621 to 637, the Joint Chiefs of Staff said in a text message sent out to reporters. Our military has strengthened surveillance and vigilance and maintained a thorough readiness posture while keeping close U.S.-South Korea cooperation, it said, without further details. South Korea's presidential office said the suspected launches occurred off North Korea's west coast. It said National Security Advisor Kim Song-Han reviewed South Korean military readiness and that his office closely monitors possible additional launches by North Korea. This year, North Korea has carried out an unusually large number of weapons tests, including nuclear-capable missiles that place both the mainland of the U.S. and its allies, including South Korea and Japan, within striking distance. Question, are we assuming, are we presuming, or do we know for a fact? That's all I want to know. I don't want um, South Korea to be putting out information to trigger folks, put folks on edge if they're not 100% sure. Um, yeah, and I'm saying that because of the way the article is penned, right? Um, presumed they are of a strong opinion that this is um, these. Well, you know what? Let me just keep it moving. <laughs> British Foreign Secretary Liz Truss has entered the race to replace Boris Johnson as Prime Minister, joining 10 other hopefuls in an increasingly bitter and unpredictable contest. Truss, who was who has held ministerial jobs in several government departments, including Trade, Justice and the Treasury, said on Monday today she would slash taxes and maintain a tough line against Russian President Vladimir Putin. She's seeking to replace Johnson, who was forced out on Thursday after his government imploded over a series of scandals. The contest is for the leadership of the ruling Conservative Party, with the winner then becoming Prime Minister. The aim is to find a successor by September. She said, I will lead a government committed to core Conservative principles, low taxes, a firm grip on spending, driving growth in the economy and giving people the opportunity to achieve anything they want to achieve. 
The race followed one of the most remarkable periods in modern British political history when more than 50 government ministers quit denouncing Johnson's character, integrity and inability to tell the truth. With many members of parliament unhappy with the disgraced Johnson remaining in office until a successor is found, the party is likely to accelerate the election process. It could insist that candidates have the backing of about 30 politicians to enter the process before voting begins this week to whittle the number down to two. The issue of tax cuts was fast becoming the central battle in the race with nearly all the candidates promising to cut business or personal taxes. Setting out her pitch to the Conservative Party's 200,000 members who will decide the outcome of the contest, True said she would reserve or reverse the recent rise in national insurance contributions and signaled a tax to corporate, well, a cut to corporate tax. My question, though, is this, because in every political campaign, these are topics that are always pushed, right? Um, tax especially with taxes being the one that they use the most because, of course, it garners the most attention because everybody has a problem with the amount of taxes that they pay. You Tax comes out of your income. You go to the, the stores, you're taxed. You're taxed on everything. Your cell phone is taxed. Your gas is taxed. Every single thing is taxed, right? So you're taxed out the yin-yang. So, of course, it is only you know, logical that they would push that as something of interest. However, I would like someone to point out to me which government has been successful once they have got into power, or let me rephrase, I shouldn't say government, which political leader once um, they're in power has truly been successful where taxes are concerned. Donald Trump. <laughs> Giving tax cuts to the rich. <laughs> <laughs> to the rich. But let us look at the larger scale, Oni. We, we're talking about the, the, the general population here. I'm yet to see who has truly benefited in terms of the uh, masses, right? Not the top 1% or 10%. Let's talk about the gross majority. Nobody does that because really and truly the the greater part of the population is who actually pay to keep the country running. So taxes is never cut on the on the poorer class. It's it's really a lip service. Um, so what they normally do is cut taxes on the rich and then they try to ramp up welfare programs to the poor. <laughs> welfare programs you poor and they keep you grateful because you feel like oh you know you you become beholden mm -hmm. to the, the beholder <laughs> while um you cut taxes on the wealthy because they're the ones that keeps you in power yeah. that, that's that's what it is and when are people going to wake up and say okay we've heard enough of that one try something else huh when or here's the other thing they do too. So they throw taxes at us and let us say they do get in office and they're able to do something. I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not saying it happens. Let us say they're able to do something to benefit the masses. 
you get hit another way with inflation somewhere. You pay back. You pay back one way or another. You, so the truth is, we're not really benefiting. No, it's a, it's a, it's like a hamster wheel. Yeah. Um, and the reality is, um, you keep the middle class and the lower class in in poverty, or so. The best societies give you a shot at it. It creates this hopeful, aspirational element, which is what America does. So it tells you you can become what you want. It tells you there's an opportunity for you to get wealthy. They, they allow a few token wealth, people to, to come out of the poverty cycle, mm-hmm. and then you get symbols of, of, of the American dream. You know, oh, Jay-Z, symbol of the American dream. Right. Uh, so... The create it's 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 literally like how some people would have likened religion to the opium of the masses. Capitalism creates a different kind of opium to the masses by creating this, you know, Obama with his with his very eloquent words of creating aspiration and hope. And I'm not hitting against Obama. I'm just saying. Right, I understand <laughs> what you're saying. What he did was this groundswell was creating this whole fever pitch hopefulness mm-hmm. but then you get into office and you don't deliver i mean biden just did it yeah you know but even now that he's going to saudi arabia he's going back he's going to go on go back on a lot of his policies because he's he truly can't implement once he gets there and you're facing the music um there's no leader that is going to going to be allowed to make the poorer classes become comfortably wealthy yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Neil. Global population is expected to reach 8 billion on November 15. The United Nations has forecast with India set to overtake China as the world's most populous country next year. The UN noted on Monday it had taken hundreds of thousands of years for the world population to reach 1 billion and only 200 years to grow sevenfold. In 2011, it stood at 7 billion. While the forecast by the UN's Department of Economic and Social Affairs said the world's population is growing at its slowest pace since 1950, it said the effect of the previous rapid growth would be felt for years to come. The dramatic growth has been driven largely by increasing numbers of people surviving to reproductive age and has been accompanied by major changes in fertility rates, increasing urbanization and accelerating migration. These trends will have far-reaching implications for generations to come. The report uh, forecasts the global population to reach 8.5 billion in 2030 and 9.7 billion in 2050, peaking at about 10.4 billion people in the 2080s before steadying at the level until 2100. Wow, they're gone way ahead here. The UN said while the growth in population was indicative of advances in health and economic development, it also underlined the need for effective policies to tackle some of the world's most pressing issues. Progress is not universal. Throwing inequality into razor-sharp relief, it said the same concerns and challenges raised 11 years ago remain or have worsened. Climate change violence and discrimination more than half the rise forecast in the world's population in the coming decades will be concentrated in just eight countries according to the report it said 
they are the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Egypt, Ethiopia, India, Nigeria, Pakistan, the Philippines, and Tanzania. Hmm. Okay. Two bar shootings have left 19 people dead in South Africa. And this happened. Didn't they, didn't they just have a... No, that was the children in the bar. Okay, that's a different story. I don't know why I was thinking shooting with them passing out. So two bar shootings, one in a township close to Johannesburg in northern eastern South Africa, has left 19 people dead, the police said. In Soweto, 15 people were killed as they enjoyed a night out. And this happened on Sunday. This occurred when assailants drew up in a minibus taxi and began randomly firing at bar patrons. In the eastern city, and I hope I get this name right, it's a very long name, Pieter or Peter Maritzburg. Yeah, I want to think it's Peter Maritzburg. Police reported four people were killed and eight wounded during a shootout in a bar after two men fired discriminately at customers. Police sources said it was too early to say if the assaults were in some way connected, but observed their similarity. It saddens us that anyone now who possesses a gun wants to try their gun on our communities, said a member of the Executive Council for Community Safety when speaking with Al Jazeera. We wish to call upon communities to actually well indeed assist the police in bringing to book these perpetrators. In Soweto, Johannesburg's largest township to the southwest of South Africa's economic capital, police were called to the scene shortly after midnight. According to a local police officer, 12 people were already dead with gunshot wounds when police arrived at the scene. She added that 11 people were taken to hospital and that three died shortly after arrival. There were no details regarding the assailants. So shooting seems to be a global problem or is on the rise globally. Um, yeah, definitely needs to be addressed. But in, I just want to go back to the other story real quick before we take another quick break. The um, population. So they are aware that 11 years ago, the same problems were there and they have persisted. So if you are aware and there a decade plus has passed and nothing has changed, quite frankly, if you ask me, it has worsened. Is there any intention to do anything about it? Climate change, violence, discrimination, or are they just raising awareness to make it seem as though they care about the issues? Have they sat down as a body and said, okay, we are going to make a concerted effort to address these concerns? How are we going to address them? Because quite, in my opinion, it's just talk, 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 talk. Everybody has a mouth, everybody has a tongue, and everybody just talks. Violence. How are we going to curb that? Discrimination. How are we going to curb that when it is very blatant? And I, I want to say it has always been there. Now, there's a difference between discrimination and, and, and racism. Discrimination is not going to go away when, when you, you can try, but it's not going to go anywhere. And discrimination has saved us many at times. I'm going to throw that in there as well. Right. Um, 
so there is a difference though they may, there may be similarities but i think discrimination can be addressed through an understanding of differences wanting to gain an understanding and letting go of the thought that our um beliefs and i put that in quotation are superior to anybody else's right yeah and those are our stories from the international scene when we return from the music break we will have details of our headlines for the stories out of north america here is some more soca a little mix of soca and dance hall <laughs> welcome to coffee until world news on the go Trouble pan it, girl, sit down. When you a wind up pan it, girl, sit down. When you a balance pan it, girl, sit down. When you a bubble pan it, girl, bubble pan it, girl, trouble pan it, girl. Girl, you so hot and so sexy. Yeah, yeah. You both him bad everybody. Uh-huh. Do it again one time, two time, two time. three time. Three. Do it again nonstop. Yeah. Wind up your body nonstop. Natasha, out of the girls, them are you and me prefer. All them a try, girl, are you are the best. You make me a laugh. Winding machine, you a winding machine. I got enough feeling down in my belly. Brace up yourself because I have so much things to say. Baby, I can text and talk to you whole day. It doesn't even matter if you're a thousand miles away. So you feel I'm confused, but you just have to know you're doing. Yeah. I feel 
thank you to all our listeners logged on to qmzradio.com johnnoradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i'm moments with me you're listening to coffee and tow world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views it is Move It Monday. We do it in soca style. Today you're going to be hearing a little soca mixed with dance. All I like to call it so gay. It was carnival in Jamaica too. Wish I was there. But I'm just going to continue living vicariously through all the posts that I am seeing all over in Instagram and TikTok. And I'm having fun in my mind. Next year though, it's not missing me. Life spares. And if you see me in those streets, just close your eyes and keep it moving. Drink water and mind your business. We're going to have the details of our stories out of North America coming up right after this. Emmett Till protesters storm into a senior living facility in search of his wrongful accuser, Carolyn Bryant Donham. Emmett Till protesters are not backing down. On Wednesday, a dozen racial justice activists arrived at a senior living facility in Raleigh, North Carolina. The group was searching for Donham, hoping that authorities would extradite her to Mississippi to be arrested. Last month, 67 years after Till's death, an arrest warrant for Donham was found in a Mississippi court basement. Since the discovery, Till's family has been pushing for the warrant to be executed, and they are not alone. You cannot ignore this, Till's cousin said. If this is what's needed to be done for us to change our mindset, our behaviors, and attitudes in the society, then this will do it execute the warrant protesters have searched two locations so far looking for donham they initially checked out an apartment where donham was thought to have resided before going into the living facility individuals at the facility were shocked to see protesters outside of the building one resident says the facility was briefly put on lockdown during the protest rally police arrived within minutes of protesters entering the building I do understand that Miss Bryant is in her mid to late 80s, but understandably, this is a crime she committed when she was 22. 60 years later, it is time for her to be held accountable, one protester said. Till's case was closed in December with no possibility of future prosecution. No federal hate crime laws existed in 1955, and the statute of limitations has run the only civil rights statutes that were in effect at the time. Nevertheless, activists say they will continue to search for her. They've put her in hiding. They, she's in protective, um, what you want to call it, custody, if, if that's it. I think that's what's going on. They're protecting her. And they're going to protect her until she dies. They are not going to allow her to face up to her crime. They're not going to do it. They're in compassion mode. And I understand we're supposed to have compassion for one another. We're supposed to forgive each other. But it doesn't protect us from the law. 
Having compassion is not an excuse. I can feel bad for you. I can empathize with you. I can sympathize, so on and so forth. But it still does not prevent us from facing the consequences or having to speak up. It does not. So why are they protecting her? Why is she being hidden? Why? Why didn't they protect Bill Cosby then from his crimes? He was old. He is old, rather. Why wasn't he protected then? Since his crimes happened years ago. A North Carolina woman died early Thursday morning after being attacked by the two pit bulls she was dog-sitting. Trina Peed, 46, let the dogs out into the backyard of her house around 2 a.m. Shortly after she let the dogs out, neighbors could hear her yelling for help. The neighbors called 911. When police arrived, one of the dogs had to be shot so officers could help read. Guilford County Animal Services have the surviving pit bull in custody. Pete's son was asleep at the time of the attack and awoke to, to find out that his mother had been killed. It's terrible that she got mauled, a neighbor and friend of Pete told WGHP News. A GoFundMe has been started by Pete's daughter, Wainisha, to help with funeral expenses. This isn't the first time the family has been struck by tragedy. Pete lost two of her sons two years apart in car accidents. Despite facing such adversity, her daughter wrote that she always had a smile on her face that could light up any room. I love dogs. Um... Would I own pit bulls? Mm, no. And it's not that they're all the same. No, they're not. There are some very gentle ones out there. Um, but you know what? Let me not say this because I, I love Rottweilers and people are so fearful of them. And I think they're the most gentle creatures. Um, I love Doberman Pinchers. We had one when I was growing up. Yes, they will attack you. In, to protect their people. Um, I love German Shepherds. They also will attack. Had a couple of those too. Love Bull Mastiffs. They will attack as well. We had those too. But um, something about the Pit Bulls. I don't know what it is. Why we hear these stories so often about them. And they will attack their, the people, the very people who are looking after them. I'm not sure what triggers them to, I don't know. Interesting that the pit bull is in custody. What, did they arrest him? I don't know. Um, are they going to put the other one down? Because if they attack someone, shouldn't that animal be put to sleep? Interesting. Let's see what happens with that one. Early on Saturday morning in Santa Clarita, California, a seven-year-old girl was killed after she fell from a moving SUV traveling northbound on the 5 freeway. According to California Highway Patrol, CHP, the girl's mother, Veronda Gladney, and her boyfriend, Michael Branch, were detained for endangering the welfare of a child. 
Around 3 a.m., the incident occurred as Gladney, 28, was driving the car near Weldon Canyon Road and Branch was the passenger. According to NBC Los Angeles, officers responded to the scene after receiving a call that a vehicle had struck an unknown stationary object which was blocking the roadway. The girl was in the very back portion of the 1999 Lincoln Navigator CHP officer Joshua Greengard told ABC7. Witnesses said that she was either hanging out or playing in the back portion, the very, very back portion of it. The window was already broken out, and it looks like she may have fallen out of the vehicle and then tragically died. The officer also explained to the outlet that the girl was not in a child seat when she fell from the window. Uh, Ricardo Santiago, a spokesperson for the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office, said that Gladney was charged with one felony and one misdemeanor count of child abuse, causing death in a single felony count of vehicular manslaughter. On Wednesday, it was reported that both suspects had pleaded not guilty. Branch 39 was charged with one misdemeanor count of child abuse. I've never had a kid falling out of a moving vehicle, added Officer Greengard. I've been to numerous tragedies in my time, but this one is very unfortunate. Um, I have a question. She's seven years old. Would, that, would a seven-year-old be in a car seat? Or in a booster seat. Oh, yeah. They need to have a booster seat up to eight years old in California. Okay. So, Dre, a booster seat, right? <sighs> Can't the child still... A seven-year-old can pull a seatbelt. Can't they? They can pull a seatbelt while you're driving and you don't even know. Isn't that, is not that a possibility? Or is it that while you have your eyes in front of you, you also have your eyes behind you? Good morning. Good morning. I hope you can hear me. Yes, but it loud is a and clear. Oh, amazing. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> Good morning, Happy Rosola. Monday. Yes. I have a seven-year-old, and although she does not do it, she can, um, while I'm driving, she doesn't do it, but she, ha she has the ability to um, pop her car seat and get out, pop a, put her car seat on, um, her seatbelt on, excuse me, as she pleases, you know, at her own free will. So, yes, a seven-year-old has the ability to do it on their own. Right. They do. Now, because I'm thinking, I've raised four boys. Still raising them, if you ask me. Right? And you constantly have to remind them to keep the seatbelt on. You have to do it. I remember we've, we had a Ford Expedition. They would sit all the way in the back. The youngest ones would be in or whoever would be all the way in the back. And you just remind them, make sure your seatbelt is on. Hey, make sure your seatbelt is on, right? But if you're driving, you can't constantly be looking behind you. You trust that that seatbelt is on. The only thing I would say where the parent where the couple was careless is that they should not have had the child sitting in the very back with a window broken out. Now, if you have a broken window, tape it up, put something over it. If you can't manage afford to get it fixed right away. 
I've seen where people tape plastic over the, you know, windows that have been destroyed or damaged. The child could have been protected that way. But the part about the seatbelt or a child, I don't know. It's hard. It is hard. Um, and I'm not saying the parents are to be blamed or not to be blamed. I think they need to look a little deeper into the situation. It is very easy for us to say, um, well, why wasn't she in the seat? What about possibly I've told the child several times, put your seatbelt back on, but you're on the freeway. You can't stop what you're going to do. Well, it's not what you're going to do or what you're going to say. It's when an um, accident happens, it's what the police them going to do. So, um, yeah, they can take it off. You can tell them a million times. You just have hope nothing happens because when something do happen, it doesn't matter what you tell them. They're going to tell you the child should have the seat belt on and, um, you know, they're going to charge you for negligence, manslaughter, whatever. They're going to try to slap something on you. So... You just have a constant remind them and if they do take it off and don't listen you better hope nothing happened because um, the cops they don't care i don't know i don't know thank you dre uh, go, thank you rosolo go ahead o'neill no so I, I don't know if i heard the full story but is it that the child got, got out of the car somehow okay so the they were riding down the freeway the child is sitting in the very back of the suv that third row seat where yeah. the window is broken, right? And uh, witnesses said that the child was either hanging out or playing in the back portion. The window was already broken. It looks like she may have fallen out of the vehicle and then tragically died. Oh, so the window was broken. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 how the window got broken? <laughs> I mean, a window can be broken by any means because I've seen people's windows knocked out, either people, you know, with a stone, whatever. But right. what I have noticed is that a lot of people also put tape, um, like plastic, over the window until they get, get it fixed. Because not everybody is, you know, in no, a no, situation to get it repaired. No, I got it. But I was thinking that if you have a broken window, the child is in the third row. If you had it before, or if the window got broken while you were driving, I can understand that. Because, I mean, it does have some of the questions, like... Yeah. Uh, the whole window because I, I thought it was the back row where you'd have had a child yeah, seat. Yeah, it's the back row, the very back row, the third row. Wow. Yeah. But that, that I mean, uh, that may be a child that maybe would have always shown signs of being, you know, some kids that just always don't listen. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's Seven that, years it's old. Seven years old, O'Neill. It's sad. So even and if you... Even if you put the child in the in the booster seat and they buckle it, they can unbuckle it themselves freely. So how do uh, what do you do as a parent? I mean SUV. I mean that 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 window scenario. I mean, it, wow. Because I'm just saying, wow. <laughs> I really don't know what to say. I think with a good attorney. Did, what kind of Did they sort of a Lincoln well? Navigator? You're driving the Lincoln Navigator. 1999. It's an older version. Older version. Yeah. Yeah, but the highway, you know, uh, the, the speed, the highway, if the, the, if the kid unbuckle it, because they're on the five highway, so the speed is uh, is our next thing. If you want to drive with a broken window, you know, 
try drive local but i know that i i know right there so and there's no low because of the mountains there's no local driving so yeah but the, the key part from the dre is if you know that you have a broken window yeah. I put the kid around there. Like, there's so much things going through my but, head. But, uh, O'Neill, uh, hold on a second. Hold on. And here's what I'm going to throw at you. So, I, when my children were younger, you have them in the middle seat, right? And they, they pull their seatbelt and they go in the back and buckle up themselves back there. So, they can, the child could have changed roles too. We don't know which seat the child was actually placed in before they ventured out. So there are a lot of unanswered questions. We don't know. And you do I'm, have I'm, some children that just don't listen. Listen, uh, Michelle, I'm really trying to <laughs> see how I can help the parent. Yeah. All possible stuff. But, and I, and I get it, not everybody have money to do everything. But if I have a vehicle, I have a, I have a six-year-old son. And if I have a broken window um, in my vehicle, because the first thing to me was the child safety lock on the doors, which is why that is there, so the car can't open the door. But when it came to the window scenario, and I'm saying, I have to find somebody to fix that window because some way, somehow, my child life value more than that window. I mean, I'm, I'm really searching to find a way to give the parents every single out yeah I'm, I'm with you on that because i'm really trying to see sift through everything and i think with good but you see if they can't afford the window chances are being able to afford good legal counsel is going to be a problem that person is going to go to prison yeah they're going to go to jail yeah they're going to go unfortunately there is a way to defend them you know there is a way and I'm not excusing the parents. I don't want anyone to get me wrong. But I'm speaking from a legal standpoint. You know, it's really a tragedy, really unfortunate. Um, but there are a lot of things that come into play here. A whole lot of things. A whole lot. So now do we say if two parents are in a vehicle, one should now sit in the back? Is that what's going to come out of this? Should not one now sit in the back at all times to see to it that the, the children are okay? No, no, I don't think that's the problem. It's the window. It's the yeah, window. It's I understand that. And that's what I'm saying. So here's what I'm saying. In the event that there's an issue with the vehicle, there's a defect. Could it be then now, you know, something, let one of us sit in the back with a child to make sure everything will be okay going forward. No, there's no driving with the window out in the child in the back is negligence. So it, 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 it's just a situation. Probably they really don't have the money to fix the window, you know, and they have to make a one move. They have to do it. They have to reach home. They don't have no other choice, but you just have to pray nothing happen. And if something happened, it's going to be negligence. It's just one of those things. I, I just personally think the window is out at the back. Um. <sighs> take a uber do something they the, the judge is gonna they, good defense probably can get them off but it's negligence take a uber do something you know if you're gonna drive the car you drive it slow and just hope nothing happened but something happened and they're gonna charge them for negligence they're gonna charge them for that child life and 
it's just sad. And as I say, I know the area. There's there's no local, there's no local road. So wherever they're going, they had to take the highway. But take an Uber, do something else. It's just what's gonna happen. It's sad. It's sad. You know, it's just what's gonna happen. You know, it's it's just that the window is broken out. So because the window broken. They should have just tried to find some what? other means and ways for for the child because you know, the child drop out. What 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 do you think the cops them gonna do? And 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 one other question. I mean, don't they even have fines for broken damage? windows? Yeah, sorry, exactly they do have fines too. for that. But here's the thing. Okay, let me just take a comment from the chat real quick. Morning, uh, Virginia. Thank you so much. Don't parents sit in the back with a child anyway? That's how it is here. Not after a certain age. I know when they're babies, um, they will sit in the back with them. We'll sit in the back with them, but. Let us now look at different different circumstances. No, who is sitting with a seven-year-old in the back? Who sits in the back with their seven-year-old? Realistically, a seven-year-old. Who sits in the back with a seven-year-old? Nobody. Nobody sits in the back with a seven-year-old. Nobody Hello? sits in the back with. I'm sorry. Good morning. Go, go Good morning. Good morning, Virginia. Um, it's probably unorthodox where I live, but um, plenty of the parents that I know sit in the back seat with their kids until they are out of car seats. Huh? Really? Yeah. So let yeah. me ask you a question, Virginia. And yeah. um, okay, so Jodian made a very good point. Morning, Jodian. My son is five. My daughter is two. I don't sit with them. Now, it's not possible. To sit in the back seat with them all the time you're going about your business you're the only adult in the vehicle so who sits in the back with them so that does does that mean then that we can't go anywhere if that is the stance does it mean then if there's no adult to go with us we cannot go anywhere that's right yeah that makes if, no if, sense if, if it's not two parents in the car with one sitting in the back then the family doesn't go together like then like they don't go separated i mean but so what happens to single parents they can't go and this makes no sense yeah that doesn't make sense i know i know i don't know how they do it i don't know how they do it but my mom and dad that's what they did when when i was growing up with my sister what state are you in virginia or what state was that in canada that doesn't make sense for me because I do stuff alone with each of my children. And so I have to travel with them alone sometimes. Like yeah. if we, you know, going to swim practice or something like that, or taking him, taking his son to school. Like we can't both take him to school. So in my world, um, that's not even possible. Yeah. It wasn't possible in my world either when uh, my children were young. It just was not possible. Um, yeah. It's imp I mean, when I think, okay, and uh, let me think globally. Let me. When my children were going to school in Jamaica, and my mom, whether it's my mom, my dad, or somebody else, shuttling them to school, and they were they would be sitting in the back of the car or the SUV. Um, who is sitting back there with them? They're sitting there by themselves, and they were. Uh, between three, four, five at the time. So who was sitting back there with them? Nobody. They, they sit back there by themselves in their car seats and seatbelts on. Yeah, mo 
moments. But the thing with this, this is this is different though. This is a unique situation. The the, the car the car because um in some places you can't really drive a car like that. So I think they're gonna they're gonna take in, in, in consideration that um the car was was not fit to be on the highway and then the fact that you have a child in, in, in the back of the car by themselves with a broken um you know window. So I think that's that's unique. If if it was like the car was fully okay, there's no broken because if it was if the if if it wasn't broken, the, the child could have gotten out of the seat and if you make a sudden stop, the, the, the child get damaged, but they're not going to fly out of the car like that. So I think they're, they're taking all of those stuff into consideration because it's not, it's not like a normal situation where the car is, you know, perfect and, and, and say that the, the, the child got up and, and, you know, fly through the window and break the window or whatever. The window was already broken. So I think they're taking that in consideration. You know what I'm going to say? To be poor is a crime. I wish I had the money to pay for good defense for these, this, this couple. I'm not going to lie. Because you know something? Damned if you do. Damned if you don't. And what this speaks to the, is the economic situation in this country that parents are forced to make decisions that can put them in incriminating situations. It's called survival. Hold on. Everybody can't do that. You're missing the point, Dre. Everybody can't do it. We can't sit here and say Uber. Uh, do we know where they were going? Do we know the distance that they're traveling for us to say, let them take an Uber? We don't know people's financial situations. So Michelle, I'll say two things. I'll say, I mean, one of the questions is, were, were there other kids in the car? But the, and, and I get from the compassion on the side of having compassion on the state of affairs and what the parents could be going through psychologically, mentally, financially. Um, you know, maybe that parent had to go to a job. There could be so many factors that in favor of what the parents was trying to achieve. Um, and, and honestly, I am searching for every single and that's why i'll ask all the different questions but i think unfortunately um and i've always looked at life just very logical and rational there are just some situations that is wrong and decision making is is an adult responsibility um and the system is just going to deal with it literally the way they can actually rationalize it i mean i'm sure if there's a way if that car was driving and maybe it was a freak accident, um, a, 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 you know, a stone, a, a rock fell from the side of the mountain and broke the glass, the child jumped out. I mean, if there was, I'm trying, I was searching for other factors. Right. I mean, you know, you have a vehicle with a broken window. And, and if, if I'm going to look at it very practically, you know, you have a broken window on your vehicle. You maybe know your child doesn't listen. You maybe know he's adventurous. Um, you know, because a lot of kids give trouble. It's obviously that this person maybe have a, an environment that, you know, the child maybe not get enough attention. Kids do stuff for attention. You know, I'm just saying, it's very unfortunate, but yeah. sadly, there's not a lot of wiggle room for a judge or a jury to make on this mm. one. I don't see a lot of wiggle room. <sighs> yeah. Searching for it. I feel bad. All right.
Thank you, everyone. So Stacey Abrahams isn't playing this time around. It's evident when you take a look at her fundraising efforts that in just two months, she has raised $22 million. Abrams is far exceeding current Republican governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp's fundraising and pushing close to $50 million raised over the seven months since she announced her campaign in December. Abrams, a Democrat, confirmed Friday that her direct campaign and its associated One Georgia Committee raised $22 million in just two months and together had $18.5 million in cash on hand, the Columbus Ledger Enquirer reported. That's a significant difference when compared to the $6.8 million Kemp raised for his direct campaign and Associated Georgian's first committee. Kemp said he had $6.4 million in cash as of June 30. Both candidates are spending heavily. Abrahams had already spent over $30 million when the general election campaign began. Kemp has already spent more than $17 million. The 2022 races are closely divided among Georgia. They are likely to go above past old records with much of the political spending expected from candidates. Uh, political parties and outside groups in the gubernatorial contest and the U.S. Senate race between Democratic incumbent Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker. Apply the pressure, Stacey. Um, how is she? Russell, I'm not sure if you're able to speak. I'm not sure what are your thoughts as far as her race is concerned. Do we see her coming out um, successful? Do we see her winning? Yeah. A 14-year... I see her, I see Go her ahead. winning. Oh, oh, Jordan, I forgot that you're in Georgia. My apologies. You see her winning. What's the temperature like up there? What's the landscape like? I, I see her winning only because of the influence and the impact that she's had on um, voter rights. Uh, she did a lot of work the last presidential election getting people registered to vote. So she's extremely active and people see that. And the fact that she raised that much money, like the money is a huge part of it. And uh, she has a lot of support. So if, you know, all the work that she's put in to get everyone registered to vote, I think that's going to work in her favor um, because that's what helped flip a lot of these counties um, to Democrats. Right. Oh, yeah. So when it comes time to vote, I, I think she has a really good chance of winning. Here's my concern for her, though, Jodian. Here's where I'm concerned. She worked so hard, undoubtedly. But the Democrats have dropped the ball, making it very hard for them as a whole to convince current Democrat um, voters to continue supporting them. Things have been a little shaky. And I understand that, you know, we are operating under the pandemic, the war, everything. Things are just not looking favorable for them right now. So do we feel that it may in some way impact her negatively? No. And the reason why I say that is Georgia is a little bit different because Atlanta is pro-black everything right the mayor of Atlanta is black which has a lot of influence on the state now there are certain counties that just will never vote for a black woman right but 
the work that she put in on the ground to get all those people registered is going to pay off in her favor. So despite, you know, nationally what's going on, I think it's a different <laughs> climate in Georgia. And we so used to Georgia being one way. Like, I think it is the time for change. This is the best time for change, especially with um, the Supreme Court overturning um, Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. I think that will work in her favor as well. Um, I think liberal people will definitely come out and vote um, and they'll have, they'll be able to, cause they're more aware. People now are more aware of voting and what it is to vote and where I can go to vote. <laughs> Some people right. didn't know where to go to vote. Like they're putting in a lot of work. Um, yeah. so I, I think if anything, it'll be very close. I, I hope she wins and I don't and, want and, it to be a close race either. I want her moments. to win with a wide margin. Sorry, go ahead. And she only lost by a little. Like, she, it wasn't like a landslide victory when she lost the last time, right? So it was extremely close even then. And now, she's, since then, she's had more, had more of an impact. And who are her main supporters there in Georgia in terms of um, in the Democratic Party? Who are the ones rallying behind her? Helping her, pushing her, seeing to it that she gains traction. You know, I don't want it to be a, 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 a by the way win. I want her yeah. to win by a wide margin. Landslide, my, I call it. My husband's saying she thinks she has more of a national support when it comes to the Democratic Party. Um, but I, I can give you like a name, but I know like the mayor of Atlanta is supportive. I'm in Rockdale County. I know the Rockdale County Democratic Party is supportive. Um, so, but I don't know if there's, I can't give you like a specific name of somebody else that's backing her, but she was even being considered for vice president, you know? Um, so she has a lot of, a lot of support. Okay. All right. So we're going to send up our prayers for her. Well wishes for her that, you know, she will be successful in this runoff. Um, a 14 year old is fatally stabbed at a train station in New York, authorities have said. And this story comes to us um, courtesy of WSVN via CNN. So a 14 year old boy who was stabbed during a fight inside a subway station on Saturday has died, according to the New York Police Department. Officers responding to a 911 call found the boy on a train platform in a North Harlem subway station with a stab wound to the abdomen. Preliminary investigations indicate a fight or dispute began on the street and continued into the train station where an altercation occurred, said Jason Wilcox, the chief of transit for the NYPD. The teen was transported to a hospital where he was pronounced dead approximately half an hour later. Crime scene investigators recovered a knife in what appears to be a broomstick from the scene. Surveillance footage from the MTA provided images of people who were at the scene and investigators released descriptions of possible suspects to responding officers. One man who matched some of the description and was bleeding from his back and abdomen was taken into custody. Police are going through video from the scene and talking to witnesses. There are no other suspects being sought, Wilcox said, who urged people with information to come forward. Officials have placed an increased focus on resident safety and law enforcement response at subways amid an uptick in city crime, including a mass shooting 
at a Brooklyn subway station in April. And those are the stories out of North America. When we return from the music break, we do have business and tech and health and science news. Here is some more soca music for us. Move it Monday in soca styling.
thank you to all our listeners logged on to qmzradio.com johnnoradio.com and everyone here with me on clubhouse where the conversation happens i'm moments with me and you're listening to coffee in tow world news on the go every monday through friday starting at 9 a.m to 12 p.m eastern where i read the news and we share our views don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and subscribe to the YouTube channel moments with me media like share comment and click on that notification bell it is move it Monday right here on coffee and toe so we do it in soca styling you're in soca music soca mixed with dance all I call that I'm so gay and coming up right after this, it is business and tech news, so stay tuned. So of course I jumped on to Google to look up when is Carnival in Miami, October 13th, it's a Sunday. I'm here thinking, should I go? That will be prepped for next year because Carnival in Jamaica is not missing me next year. And as I said, you see me in these streets, mind your business. Coming up later on today on QMZRadio.com in the Quality Music Zone, DJ Naturalist brings you Naturalist Live at 5 p.m. Eastern. It's always music, news, and naturalist views, so make sure you check that out. And now it is time for business and tech news. You know what why is it that they don't want us doing the business news they want to dance some more <laughs> but let's get into it georgia gas station owner gives back to his community by lowering gas prices to one dollar and 99 cents i hope you georgia folks were able to cash in on that if it was close to you hinesville not sure what part of georgia that is but Car owners, and car owners in a Georgia city got a pleasant surprise from a gas station owner on Independence Day. On Monday, the A to Z Food Mart in Hinesville discounted their regular unleaded gas for a few hours, charging $1.99 per gallon. The low price was available for individuals purchasing gasoline with cash or a Chevron credit card. However, if motorists didn't have cash on hand, they were able to buy the gas for $2.09 per gallon with other debit and credit cards. 
The discount lasted for only three hours and had cars lined up for more than a mile to take advantage of the deal. Many buyers thought the price was too good to be true, but it wasn't. Liberty County native Victoria Smith said that initially she hesitated to buy the gas, asking herself, is this a scam? According to the station's owner, Ravi Patel, the deal was not a scam at all. We just want to give back to the community, Patel says, just because the community makes us what we are here as a family. We all came from India to make a better life for ourselves, which is what we need to do to give back to the community. Patel says regular unleaded gas typically costs him $3.85 per gallon. This means he lost roughly $1.86 for every gallon pumped. Patel estimated 5,000 gallons worth of gasoline was sold within the three hours, so he probably lost about $12,000 during the time frame. Nevertheless, Patel says seeing the reaction on his customer's face was well worth it. Yes, good for you, Patel. Uh, I would like that to be the norm for gas prices because this is crazy. I know California, they're in excess of $6 here in Miami. <sighs> Let's just say I wish I didn't have to go to the gas station. That's it. Yeah. Nobody likes self-checkout. Here's why it's everywhere. And this story comes to us courtesy of CNN Business News. Unexpected item in the bagging area. How many times have we heard that thing? Please place item in the bag. Please wait for assistance. It's really annoying. If you've encountered these irritating alerts at the self-checkout machine, you're not alone. According to a survey last year of 1,000 shoppers, 67% said they had experienced a failure at the self-checkout lane. Errors at the kiosks are so common that they have even spawned dozens of memes and TikTok videos. We're in 2022. One would expect the self-checkout experience to be flawless. We're not there at all, said Sylvain Charlebois, director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University in Nova Scotia, who has researched self-checkout. Customers aren't the only ones who are frustrated with the process. Stores have challenges with it too. The machines are expensive to install, often break down and can lead to customers purchasing fewer items. Stores also incur higher losses and more shoplifting at self-checkouts than at traditional checkout lanes with human cashiers. Despite the headaches, self-checkout is growing. In 2020, 29% of transactions at food retailers were processed through self-checkout, up from 23% the year prior, according to the latest data from Food Industry Association, FMI. This raises the question, why is this often problematic, unloved technology taking over retail? The introduction of self-checkout machines in 1986 was part of a long history of stores transferring work from paid employees to unpaid customers. A practice that dates all the way back to Piggly Wiggly, the first self-service supermarket in the early 1900s. Instead of clerks behind a counter gathering products for customers, Piggly Wiggly allowed shoppers to roam the aisles, pick items off the shelves, and pay at the register. In exchange for doing more work, the model promised lower prices. That's what I was expecting or would have expected. Self-checkout, however, has des was designed primarily to lower stores' labor expenses. The system reduced cashier costs by as much as 66%, according to a 1988 article in the Miami Herald.
The first modern self-checkout system, which was patented by a Florida company, Check Robot, and installed at several Kroger stores, would be almost unrecognizable to shoppers today. Customers scan their items and put them on a conveyor belt. An employee at the other end of the belt bagged the groceries. Customers then took them off to a central cashier area to pay. That didn't last too long. Um, a mixed response has led some grocery chains, including Costco, Albertsons, and others, to pull out the self-checkout machines that they had installed in the mid-2000s. Self-checkout lines get clogged as customers need to wait for staff to assist with problems, with barcodes, coupons, payment problems, and other issues that invariably arise with many transactions. I'm sick of it. I remember a couple of weeks ago going into Costco and if you're purchasing liquor, you have to wait for um, one of the attendants to come and put in their code so that you can pay for your stuff and go. Getting a couple bottles of wine. And we were standing there for a good five to seven minutes, I want to say, waiting. Granted, if there was um, a cashier, would have been long gone. Um, I've also had the issue where the barcode is just not scanning and you have to stand there and wait. Um, I think personally that they should have self-checkout lines probably for customers with 10 items or less, right? So you can do that on your own. But how many of you have gone into Walmart? The checkout, self-checkout line is long. And they will have probably three other cashier lines open. And then you have a bay of about 10, 15, no cashiers. And then you have people just stand up looking around. What, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? I've seen some places have like at least one or two designated people to stay at the self-checkout to help people. Um, I've seen Walmart do it. I've seen Target do it. And it works um, when they have someone there. Um, that you know help the customers it, it helped a lot it helped um, just to have like the, the self checkout and the regular checkout you know it makes it move faster depends on the area but they have to put someone there just in case somebody run into difficulties you know sometimes it's something easy as like it won't even give won't even make you check for the bags or something like that you know but um, I don't know why more places don't do that. Just have someone just stand in there to help the people. But here's the other thing that I have a problem with, Dre. I'm paying more for the products. I should be, for people who use self-checkout, there should be a discount at the end because we're doing the job. We're doing the job for other folks. It's not fair that I'm paying the same price. Shouldn't it be a discount? One, one, one of the, the places that I, I go to, the self-checkout, what they do, like, you can only go through with baskets. You can't use a shopping cart. So a minimum, like I say, 12 items in a basket. And they have um, two people there helping you out. Um, one of the things with the self-checkout, don't tell anyone that I told you guys. But, <laughs> <laughs> but say, for example, you go in the supermarket and you see, like, the Jamaican sweet potato. That's like for $5 and, and the one from Guatemala is for $2. The, the self-checkout <laughs> don't recognize where it's from. 
so so you go in and you just click the option for the one from Guatemala and get it for two dollars. Yep. The same thing. The same thing with banana and planting. It don't recognize banana or planting. So, yeah. I appreciate the, the tip. I appreciate the tip. The for the tip. Day. Thank you. <laughs> this is what you call spread the love, folks. Spread the love. Yep. You also gonna get in trouble. Don't even think about it. Doctor Daphne, why you always gotta burst my bubble and bring me back to reality? I'm trying. <laughs> okay. All right, Doctor Daphne. Okay. I like you. I like your freedom because you you. <laughs> You you missed Scary Cat. You were too cute to go to jail. In the yeah, but but it's an honest mistake. Like even, <laughs> the, cashiers, even the cashiers don't even know planting from banana. The cashiers they don't know the difference between that is a true. That's true, banana. James. Because they cashiers yes. have asked me what is this, and I could tell them anything, but I don't. I tell them the right thing. Yes, yeah, so, so they don't know the difference between Scotch bonnet peppers and habanero peppers. They don't know the difference sometimes between zucchini and cucumber. It happens. Stop it. Stop it. No, because if you if you go and you see like even the Jamaican mangoes, they're yes. like for five something. And you have these floxy mango from, from Mexico, like for like 99 cents, you know? <laughs> you know what? Don't forget James in Canada. We in America. Y'all on your own with that. <laughs> the Lord. Oh gosh. James, James I'm gonna send you the money and uh, you hook me up, okay? <laughs> I'll take some stuff. So on to health and science news. Doctors have diagnosed an Indonesian man with a rare penile condition called eggplant deformity. Following an injury, he sustained to his penis during sex. The injury has caused his penis to swell and turn purple. Eggplant deformity is a rare condition that usually happens when a penis is erect and experiences blunt trauma. It can happen when it slips out of a partner's vagina and bends against their genitals. In severe cases, the results cause swelling and can block a person's urinary tract. If left untreated, the deformity can cause impotence and permanent results. The man went to the hospital after his penis was swollen and uncomfortable for four hours. He told the doctors that his penis had swelled after he had sex with his wife. During the encounter, he felt a crack in his penis, then his erection went away. He could not ejaculate and his urethra started to bleed. When doctors examined him, they discovered a hematoma or a blood clot, which went from the tip of his scrotum and a ruptured urethra. They then prepared him for surgery. The doctors had to slice his member open to pull back the outer skin to repair the broken urethra and erectile tissue with absorbable stitches. They also cut open his scrotum to, to drain the hematoma they found during their exam. Following his surgery, the doctors tested the patient by giving him an artificial erection. During his five-day stint at the hospital and for the next 21 days at home, doctors told the man to pee through a catheter they inserted. During his checkup four months later, the man told doctors he was happy with his results and that he could have sex and ejaculate with no pain. What is an artificial erection? How is that done? Men? Jafet, don't go. <laughs> Jafet is messing with me with her PTR. Would you would you consider Viagra artificial? Yeah. Just ask. Yeah, I would. 
Okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. No, I, I don't know. I was just asking, you know. But it's a good assumption. <laughs> it's a good assumption. So when they give him the artificial erection, um, what happens next? How does it go away? Karen wife, come in there. <laughs> I think it would just wear off eventually. <laughs> I'm being bad. Is it just me or did this story um, spoil eggplant for, for everyone? <laughs> Probably for you. <laughs> you know what, James, behave yourself. Listen, as I, as I was reading the story, I thought about a post that Javette sent to me. <laughs> Javette, I, will, I can't even talk about it properly here. I'll leave that for days after dark. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, a beach in Iowa is closed after a rare life threat. You know what, James? Wait, I'm not finished. I got questions. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, Dr. Daphne. Go ahead. What's your question, Dr. Daphne? Wait, so this is what is the man going to do? Because I. Excuse I, me. So, so is he going to try and let us know? But he's gone now. So I was just asking, was he going to experiment and figure it out if it works? Well, it clearly worked because he said um, during his checkup four months later, the man told the doctors he was happy with his results and that he could have sex and ejaculate with no pain. So, oh. wifey, don't broke it off again. Keep it going. Yeah. Um, a swimmer was infected with a brain-eating Amobia, I hope I pronounced it correct, after visiting an Iowa beach. A beach in Iowa is closed after a rare life-threatening infection of the brain was confirmed in a visitor who recently went swimming there. The beach at Lake of the Three Fires State Park in Taylor County will be closed temporarily to swimmers, the Iowa Department of Public Health said on Friday. So if you know anybody in Iowa, if you're planning to go to Iowa, Please do not go to the Lake of Three Fires State Park in Taylor County. The closure is a precautionary response to a confirmed infection of Nagli. You know what? I'm not bad in my tongue up. Let me just spell it for you. N-A-E-G-L-E-R-I-A. Who wants to take a shot at that? Fowleri in a Missouri resident with recent potential exposure while swimming at the beach, according to a release from the health department. Why do they have to make these words so difficult? Can't they just make them simple words? Come on. Okay, so the Fowleri bacteria is a microscopic single-celled free-living amoeba that can cause a rare life-threatening infection of the brain called primary amoebic Meningo you know what I'm done. I can help you. I can help you. Please help me. <laughs> Please help me. I did not finish med school. Yeah, I dropped out. Um <laughs> I didn't get this far. Pronunciations. I'm sorry. Okay, menin. I'm gonna break it up here. Tell me if I got it. Menin Joe Cephalitis. Is that right? M E N I N G-O-E-N-C-E-P-H-A-L-I-T-I-S. Say it, say it, say it. Meningoencephalitis. Meningoencephalitis. Yeah, meningoencephalitis, yeah. Why do word has to be so long? <laughs> really? Is all of this necessary? <laughs> yeah. And the amoeba, I think you're saying? It's uh, amoeba. 
amoeba. Oh, okay, thank you for clarifying that for me. Listen, I'm going to ask them to redo the whole medical journal. Can we have words that we can pronounce? Please, don't make this hard for us. I don't know how doctors do it with all these long words. I'm sure they mess up sometimes. Oh, my gosh. I'm tired. I'm sweating just after saying that. Thank you so much for the lesson. Say that. Say the A-M-O-E-B-I-C word again. Let me get it right. That's an amoeba. Amoeba. Yeah. English language is disgusting to some degree. It's not easy. It's not easy. <laughs> It's li- it's really a hard word. Okay, so what about N A E G L E R I A? What about that one? Is it nage nage? I'm not doing it. I'm I sorry. think it's spelled incorrectly. I'm getting no response, no results for that spelling. Okay. N A E G L E R I A. That's what you spelled. I know. I can say Lyria, but it's the N A E G. That part. This is from what CNN Health. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would. I would. Um. I would posit that it's Neglir. Ne. Um. Because because it's spelled wrong, I can't really see see it in context. But I'm guessing it's Nalaria. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I'm guessing though. That's like a very very out there guess. Ooh. Okay. So it is. Uh, I tell something. I put it in Google, and it comes up there as N A E G L E R I A. Hmm. Yeah, I keep, I'm searching directly in the dictionary and I'm not seeing that. So let me ask a question. Why can't they spell amoeba, A-M-E-B-A? If they can put that there as the way to pronounce the word A-M-O-E-B-A, why, why didn't they just spell the word A-M-E-B-A and call it a day? <laughs> Wait, it's Latin based. First of all, it's it's from the Latin root. Yeah. Um, that's, that's why it's O-E. And I, I found it just the Google search. So it's Nalaria Fowleri. It's a brain-eating amoeba. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate the lesson. See, every day we learn something new here. Okay. Thank you, Virginia. I think, Dr. Daphne, you were going to say something. Miss Virginia, take care of it. I was just saying, she said it's from Latin. Our English language, French language are all Latin-rooted. Yeah. Today it was rich people that were able to afford education that came up with all these things. So that's why. So they're doing Latin cultural and mix it. That's where you're getting the difficulty come from. They're doing too much. I need my life simplified. <laughs> they're doing too much. <laughs> I'm being lazy, right? I'm being very lazy. <laughs> and you know what is funny? How the human brain works. Have you ever seen... Um, small um paragraphs where they leave out all the vowels and ask you to read it or they will turn the words upside down and ask you to read them it's weird i have no problem reading those without hitching isn't that weird yeah that's a brain thing going on yeah yeah i i i enjoy actually doing those oh this is easy and i just read and then the other thing that i enjoy doing and i challenge myself to go faster each time is crossword puzzles not not the uh, one where you're filling the words the one where you word what is it word find that one the word finder i go through those pretty quickly yeah 
it's weird our brains are do we yeah you know something i could go off on a tangent but coming up after the music break we do have sports caribbean corner and news out of latin america here's some charlie black for us you're deaf Push in a brain, drinks in a antique Girl a wind up on me party ram Me cologne a kick them like a Van Damme Plus me a van, me brand new Air Force One PL is Malibu, Appleton Euro in a me pocket and me spend two grand This a the wickedest dance All jam and every girl a bubble down to Charlie Black song Fiesta, 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 fiesta This is a party Fiesta, 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 fiesta Everybody happy Fiesta, 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 fiesta This is a party we know ready, we know ready, we know ready if you go home. No, 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 no. You know ready, me know ready, you know ready if you go home. Thank you to all our listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee and Tall World News on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, M I Media Moments, on Instagram at moments underscore with underscore me underscore media and subscribe to the youtube channel moments with me media like share comment and click on that notification bell it is monday july 11 time is going folks the days are ticking by have you started to accomplish those goals you set out for this year It's Move It Monday here in Coffee and Tune. We're doing it in Soka style. So you're hearing some Soka mixed with dance hall. Soka. Or Soka dance hall. Whatever you want to call it. Let's get the week started. Get that energy flowing. Let's get going. New week. New opportunities. Make your roads up. Wind that up. You select up. Tie that up. And I make you feel it. Yeah. 
Coming up later tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, Days After Dark. Coloring outside the lines, we're going to be talking about interracial relationships. And we have sports news coming up right after this. Phoenix Mercury coach says Brittany Griner would be home if she was LeBron James. And now it's time for the details with sports news. Now that WNBA star Brittany Griner has pleaded guilty Thursday to bringing cannabis-derived oil cartridges to Russia, knowing the country's law, what will happen next? Well, Brittany Griner's coach, Vanessa Nagard, believes that if Griner was a famous male basketball, basketball player, she would be home. Nagard said, if it was LeBron, He'd be home, right? She continued. It's a statement about the value of women. It's a statement about the value of a black person. It's a statement about the value of a gay person. All those things, we know it. And so that's what hurts a little more. Griner has been detained in Russia since February and made headlines this week for pleading guilty. Though she pleads guilty, there may be more to the story. The WNBA star's attorney is hoping for some leniency from the court. Maria Blagovolina says, considering all the circumstances of the case and taking into account the personality of our client, we believe that the admission of guilt should certainly be taken into account. Griner's plea alleged that she was packing very quickly, didn't think about the cartridges in her bag, and did not mean to break the law. Since then, President Biden has been doing everything possible to bring the Phoenix Mercury player home. The White House has confirmed that Biden has read the letter Griner sent. The White House released a statement the president called Sherelle Griner's wife to reassure her that he is working to secure Britney's release as soon as possible. The president offered his support to Sherelle and Britney's family, and he committed to ensuring they are provided with all possible assistance while his administration pursues every avenue to bring Whitney, Brittany home. Um, I'm going to push back on this part here where they say it's a statement about the value of women. It's a statement about the value of a black person. It's a statement about the value of a gay person, all those things. I think it boils down to the value of her, period, as a player. That's my opinion. Um, her rank, her status. And yes, I called it last week. I said, if she were someone of value, meaning a high ticket person, I feel more would have been done for her. That's my opinion. But she's not really that much of a, you know, a big player in, 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 in the sports world, so to speak. Yes, she has a, a couple um, Olympic gold medals. But yet, here's someone who has to go to Russia to make a million dollars because she barely makes a quarter million here in the U.S. So I don't think it's about her being a woman, a black person. 
or a black person or a gay person. I just think it's her status. That's me. Anyone wants to defer, please go right ahead. The floor is open. Okay, so it's a ditto on that. All right, thank you. Um, NFL free agent. Go ahead. Go right ahead before I move on. Yeah, no, I, I don't think it have anything to do with any of that. I think it's just Russia being strategic and holding on to someone um, important that they can use to negotiate. Because they, they did it, they, they knew the war was coming, and they did it days before the war. So I think LeBron James, he would still be in there. Like, anybody would still be in there. Because, mm -hmm. because history shows it. There, there's a lot of time that stuff like this happens. Um, there, there are people that go to fight, go to war. There are people that intelligence people like spies and stuff like that, who America would be considered more important than a celebrity, uh -huh. and and they get hold in Russia or or whatever country, and they hold them as as a as a bargaining chip. So I think it's it's the same thing. So I just think it's unfortunate to 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 use it as like something to do with race, something to do with sex or or whatever. Because I I think I honestly think. Anybody, the same way as I said, they hold um, the, the the lady from China, the 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 the, the, the CEO for the the Huawei um, telecommunication company, and they held her America held her in Canada for two years. She's a multi-billionaire. They they knew what they were doing. They used her as a bargaining chip. So other countries will do the same thing too. America does it. Other countries gonna do the same thing too. So. I think eventually she's going to get out, but I think there's some deal that's going to be made behind the scene that's going to get her out. But I don't think it has to do with, 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 with anything. I think, you know, Russia will use that to their advantage and say, okay, send back, um, you know, send back um, some of our yachts that you guys seize or whatever, or, or some of these things that you put on us, like do something behind the scene the world don't have to know, and mm -hmm. we'll send her back. Okay. It's maybe, maybe going to be used to release, as you said, uh, I mean, a lot of, there are maybe key funds that that, that certain um, key supporters of the Kremlin have that America has frozen. That they're going to say, hey, release that and we release her. Yeah. I do that. And it's politics. Like, um, I know we live in the Western world, but, you know, right is right irrespective of where we live and, and, and I, I like to be balanced so I know you know we hear all the stories that is told about Russia and, and, and other countries that we hear in the Western world that is sometimes negative about that that other country but you look at people like Gaddafi and all those people that all you heard was negative news but when you dig down deep below the surface I'll, I'll yield the floor at that. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Anil, and thank you, James. Um, so, James, yeah, she's going to be used as a bargaining tool, but I don't think there's a sense of urgency on the U.S. part to, quote-unquote, help her because of her not being some major celebrity. That's my uh, feeling, because I never heard about her before this. I'll see I'll say yeah, sorry, but, but the thing is, like, remember that America's, because remember America's stance 
we don't negotiate with terrorists, right? Yep, that part. That's their that's their stance. So they're going to be, they're going to stick to it in the public eyes, and they're going to be doing negotiation behind the scenes where nobody's going to know. Trust me. Like one day you're just going to wake up and hear breaking news, and Britney's on a plane back to America, and nobody know what what happened, why she's back. That's what's going to happen. The same thing happened with um the the, the woman from China. Like they were about to they were about to to assassinate the two businessmen from Canada, billionaires. And all of a sudden, you hear that this woman is on a plane going back to China and these guys are coming back to Canada and they ask the American government, what did you guys do? Nobody says anything. Because they don't negotiate with terrorists in public. They do it behind the scene and that's what's going to happen, right? Yep. Yeah. All right, let's see. LAX Airport Police arrested former Seattle Seahawks offensive tackle Dwayne Brown for trying to go through security with a concealed weapon. Brown, a free agent, attempted to go through security at Terminal 6 with the concealed gun around 2 p.m. on Saturday. The firearm was discovered in his luggage dur during the standard screening. Law enforcement so sources told TMZ that the gun was not loaded. Brown was escorted out of the airport in handcuffs. Brown, 36, was charged with possession of a concealed firearm. The five-time pro bowler spent the last five seasons with the Seahawks and became a free agent after last season. Why couldn't they have just said, okay, no, you got to check the bag? Just asking. Really? Didn't a man go through the other day? Um, yeah. A couple months ago, we read a story where a man went through the airport, was it up in um, Washington, D.C., that area? Where he went through the airport with how much ammunition and he wasn't arrested. So, so if he didn't even have, um, what is it? The gun was not loaded. It's a concealed weapon. I want to say it's an error on his part. I want to say he probably didn't even realize because I think he, he should know that that's something you check. Although, why didn't they just say, okay, no, we got to check this bag. Why did they have to take him out in handcuffs? What was the color of the man's We know what his color is. His name oh, okay. is Dwayne Brown. Okay. Oh, well. I told you my friend got arrested. I told you that story here in texas we couldn't even find them for a day because texas has different police force <laughs> for the same thing it's just sad it's sad now i could understand if the weapon was loaded you'd probably be like oh, hold on here what's going on i could understand that but the weapon was not loaded it's a legally owned weapon why couldn't the bag just have been put in the belly of the plane and call it a day? Um, say, hey, don't let this happen again. Be more careful. Be more careful. But it seems as though when there is any issue with um, players in the league, whether it's the NFL, um, NBA, MLB, whatever. Whenever there is an issue with someone of color, it has to be blasted. And I keep wondering, how is it you're not hearing about issues with other players? 
It's always us. I don't know. It's just the way of the world moments. And we just have to deal with it. We just have to be more cognizant. I mean, it, it's just it's just the way of the world. <laughs> there's no other way. No, quite frankly, there's no other way. Yeah, to I mean, that. if we sit and kind of like harp on it every single day, we're just gonna make ourselves miserable. Facts. I agree. I agree. Um, hope you can get out of that situation pretty quickly. And it's time for Caribbean Corner. Our first story comes out of Antigua. PM Brown calls on Antiguans to respect court ruling on buggery. Antigua and Barbuda has no choice but to respect the recent Eastern Caribbean Supreme Court ECSC ruling, which said that its buggery law was unconstitutional. Prime Minister Gaston Brown made this comment on Saturday as he expressed his opinion on the matter. The court has ruled that the provisions are discriminatory and we can't build a society based on discrimination. Discrimination results in social tensions, so we have to accept the position of the court. We also have to accept that even those who are different from us, those who are part of the LGBTQIA community, they are people. They are human beings just like us. They have rights and they should be treated like human beings and not like animals. They should not be discriminated against. We don't want a society where there is a superclass and underclass. I just want to appeal to those who may have an issue with the ruling to understand that this is not an issue of religious morality. It is an issue about constitutional violations. ECSC, ECSC ruled that sections 12 and 15 of the Sexual Offenses Act 1995, which criminalized consensual anal sex, were unconstitutional since they infringed on a person's right to choose an intimate partner. So Antiguan Barbu- Antiguans and Barbudans deal with that, okay? Uh, (laughs) wait so is it legal or illegal what are they saying it's so it's pretty much they're saying it's legal you're okay to have your oh um, relationships yeah gotcha you know because what is happening unfortunately is that people are pushing their religious beliefs on others and using religious morality as the um scale upon which to judge others as if and i don't know what here's the thing that i don't get and this 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 is what confuses the life out of me we will embrace a murderer but we will not embrace someone who is a part of the lgbtq plus community what's the difference if you call it all a sin what's the difference what's the difference so i had to look up buggery right and of course, it comes from England, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Because that woman is still on the EC money, right? Right. And Wikipedia said 
it's the act, right, of an unnatural act against the will of God and man. That was back in the 16th century when this word came up. And then it was later defined by the court by the court system as penetration via through the back or through the mouth. So it initially started, the word came from England and that was the thought process. So from the 16th century to now, where are we? I don't even know what century we are. We're in the 21st century, okay? It was always known as something illegal against man. But in this sense, the term buggery doesn't necessarily have to be same sex because it was also in the legal dictionary, it says an offense between either sex. Mm. Thank you, Javette. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Ah, let me check the chat. Okay, so you answered Sinet's question. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Um, the next story is from the Jamaica Observer. Confronting crisis. Prime Minister Andrew Holness and the Reverend Astor Carlisle both admitted on Sunday that Jamaica is facing a major challenge to address the myriad of problems facing its people. The two were addressing a worship service at Webster Memorial United Church, and that's a Methodist church in St. Andrew, which was used to celebrate the 79th anniversary of the Jamaica Labour Party that Holness now leads. In his address, Holness stressed that there are several crises which have impacted the physical and mental health of Jamaicans since the formation of the JLP. 79 years later, we gather here again in a time of global crisis. Whether it is a crisis on our climate, a crisis of war and geopolitics, or a crisis of a pandemic, they have all had an impact on us externally. They have created shocks for us. We didn't create them, but we are impacted by them, and they exasperate. They make worse the crisis that we create locally amongst ourselves and others. So, There is no question that for many, the last two years would have affected our mental health, said Holness. We're struggling to make sense of what is happening around us. When you see the news, which these days is more often than not bad news, extreme, outlandish, strange, it challenges our outlook on things. The world as we know it is no longer certain, and our outlook has become increasingly pessimistic, added Holness. The fourth leader of the Jamaica Labour Party, Holness said the sudden changes in mood and outlook affect social behavior as people try to make sense of the world and are looking for certainty. He said sometimes people end up in deviant and antisocial behavior. They are seeking meaning. They end up being guided by mischief makers, purveyors of falsehoods, false prophets. They end up being misdirected. But the uncertainty does not only threaten our social behavior. It threatens our economic behavior as well. When people are pessimistic about the future, they don't take long-term decisions about investments. They instead start to look for immediate gratification and therefore the sacrifice for saving to build up capital is affected. And that is the precursor of a recession, argued wholeness. In the meantime, Carlyle linked the Bible scripture St. John 4, which points to a well built by Jacob for the benefit of generations. 
to the issues that need to be immediately addressed by using state resources to secure a better future for the country. According to Carlisle, those in the business of national development, social transformation, and spiritual direction are being called to build for the ages, as well as needs, or the well was a needs-fulfilling space. Let me correct that. Why do, what do you get from a well? Water. Nothing lives without water. Water is the most basic and most needed resource for existence. And what Jacob did was organize his resources in a way to ensure that the people of the land could access that which would sustain life. I wonder if this could be a challenge to the church as one of the institutions that still benefits from the regard of the citizenry. We position ourselves as the go-between agencies of government and communities to ensure that well-needed resources are properly channeled to the people there, he continued. Could this be a challenge for us to leave the hallowed halls of comfort and get our hands dirty in the realities of people's lives in the trenches? Connect with misguided, unattached youths who have been targets for gangs. And forgive me, why is it that when I read the word trenches, you know what song came to mind, right? Let me behave myself. Let me, let me, um, yeah. Further, Carlisle said he wondered if the Patterson Report, the Reform of Education in Jamaica, 2021 report done by a committee led by Professor Orlando Patterson, could be brought to life and leaders offer their skills and time to partner with stakeholders in the Ministry of Education and Youth to ensure that the water of learning flows into the taps of children's lives as heavily in Tivoli Gardens High School as they do in Immaculate Conception High. Could this be a challenge to the ruling Jamaica Labour Party to dig deeper into youth abilities? To meet the groans of our nation's workers, such as nurses and teachers who are breaking under the load of a highly taxed economy. Civil servants who must work miracles daily with meager resources when it seems as if in other quarters ample amount of resources go missing. Carlisle argued that Jamaicans have faith in the Prime Minister in using the resources necessary to solve the current issues in the country. Yours is a significant weight of trust. For we who struggle to make ends meet are waiting to see if you will dig that well that will bring us relief from these unfair bank charges. Yours is a significant weight of trust. For we who struggle to secure our homes and our families from hoodlums are waiting to see how serious you are in digging a well that will bring us relief from the rampant criminality and the corruption that exists. All of this, Carlisle said to an applause from the congregation. So pretty much Carlisle is tasking the prime minister. I know that is a heavy load, prime minister. But yours is a significant weight of trust because like Jacob, you have the resources that we don't have and we trust that your effort will match your resources. Earlier, wholeness had also turned to the Bible as he referenced Jeremiah 29, 11. According to wholeness, Jamaicans need to repeat this scripture every day as we go through difficult times. The plan for the children of God in Jamaica is to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. And that is our wish, our prayer as we gather here in the tabernacle, asking for God's grace, God's guidance, God's protection, God's endowment of wisdom as we hold our hands steadily on the ship of state, going through very difficult waters and strong headwinds. But we will, as we have done in the past, steer the ship of state into our safe harbor. 
in celebration of the JLP's 79th anniversary, Holness announced that five scholarships would be offered to youngsters in honor of those who have served the party. The five um, scholarships will be in the areas of transformation or data science, criminology, journalism, or languages, urban planning, and law or legal drafting. And I will say this, it sounds like a good topic that can carry over into the Situation Room, which is at 1230 this afternoon, hosted by O'Neill, because I know he says he's going to be... Taking a look at the crisis that Jamaica faces in a global economy, Um, the mining, the crime, the best way forward, what's happening within the culture, how can the Jamaicans at home and abroad affect change? So it's a it's a great segue, O'Neill, that this article was a great minds thinking alike. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Interesting indeed. Right. But yeah, that's a great tie in because. Something needs to happen. There needs to be conversation. But what I don't want is hypocrisy. And if you ask me, the politicians are hypocritical. Forgive me, but that's how I feel. Because you're going to stand there and state all the facts that everybody already knows and come across as concerned. I don't want talk. I want action. What does the song go? Action, not a bag out. Yeah. I want action. I want to see change, effective change, not just people standing up over and over again, saying, having the same speeches. Kind of played out if you ask me. Stop talk and start work. That's what I'm going to say. Um, and make a decision. Are we going to separate church and state or are we going to unify church and state? Because I get the impression that the state turns to the church when there is no other way out. Last resort, always crying to the church for some kind of resolution. Why didn't you go there in the first place then? Just my two cents. O'Neill, O'Neil, um, I want you to have that conversation at 1230. I will. I will. I will say you know, another minister asked for divine intervention. Um, but I think the church is also used like how oh, they use opium. <laughs> it's where, yeah, uh, oh, let me go to the church and let me pacify people and tell them to have hope. Um, this is not a scripture, but I do believe that God helped those that help themselves. So Mr. Prime Minister, Use the resources that you have. Because somebody who's dying for thirst and has no well cannot dig a well. You have to give them some water so they can go and dig the well. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we're looking forward to this conversation, 1230, the situation room right here on Clubhouse. All right. So, James, you wanted to say something? Go right ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think it's time... Like Jamaica have a history of like conveniently tying religion to, to, to their politics and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I think it's time they move away from it because it is very dangerous. It's like it allows politicians to, to not take responsibility. Um and a lot of times the church embrace the, the responsibility of, of being like important in, in, in society. And when things are not working out, the the, the church gets a lot of blame, even though 
um, they have nothing to do with lack of um, infrastructure, lack of jobs that's going on in, in, in the church. And, and, and a lot of the moral decay with, with, with crime and stuff like that. So I don't know. They, they, need to, they need to step away from it because it's almost like used as a brainwashing of people. They use the church because like there are times, sometimes like even with, there are times when, you know, growing up and, and, and the, the hurricane, like we're facing hurricane and stuff like that. And, you know, politicians or people reach out to the church and say like, pray for the country. And then if the storm, like, turn away and go, like, to Haiti, we say, oh, God is good to Jamaica, God love us, or whatever, but it, it went and destroyed Haiti, you know? So we just yeah. use it conveniently, and, and, and we use it as, like, nobody's saying that, okay, the storm turned away, not because you prayed to God, but because the water was warm, warm the up sand, or whatever. The science behind some it. scientific stuff yeah. um, pushed the, 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 the hurricane to, to Cuba. You know, or, or, or Haiti or, or some other country. So we use it conveniently. And, and then when we don't want it, we push it one side. And, yeah. and, and they need to get rid of that, that, that attitude. Yeah. You know, because it, it, it takes away accountability from, from the leaders of the country. Yeah. I don't want to go on too long on this because, of course, um, O'Neill's room is at 1230. And it's a conversation that's going to be had over there. Definitely where we can dig deeper and really talk about the whole situation, you know, so looking forward to that. Um, revelers rule the road, courtesy of Jamaica Observer. After a two-year wait due to COVID-19, Jamaica Carnival returned in full swing with its annual road march, which saw several streets in the corporate area being transformed into a sea of colorful costumes, non-stop dancing, and soca music on Sunday. Traditionally held in April, the road march is the final event on the carnival calendar in Jamaica. Bacchanal Jamaica, one of the two bands in this year's march pulled out all the stops to make it a memorable experience for the hundreds of soca faithful who turned out exodus was the other band which took to the streets bacchanal is a family band i think we need to understand that whether you know the people or not we're all a part of the family on the road we're not about posing we're about playing mass said michael amar jr co-director of bacchanal jamaica as he spoke with the jamaica observer at the event and for those who don't know he is related to the amar family um bacchanal is the party band we're not into the posing at all the music instructions were very strict only soca music djs including dj nova travis world barry hype and back to basics kept the turntables going and not even the extent of the midday mid-afternoon heat was enough to stop back and all patrons from behaving bad on the road the band which is marking its 22nd anniversary this year, kicked off the long-awaited march at 11 a.m. and made its way down a new path, which included Hope Road, Lady Musgrave Road, Trafalgar Road, Oxford Road, and Nutsford Boulevard, a major route change. Onlookers along the stretch turned out in their numbers and tried to capture photo and video footage on their mobile devices, while members of the Jamaica Constabulary Force ensured that the event went on without incident. As for vendors, the return of Carnival in Jamaica was an utter blessing. Simone Brown, who hails from Spanish Town in St. Catherine, noted that she made a decent profit selling water, juice, gum, and other novelties that would come in handy to the scores of people who showed up. Yes, we're back. Carnival is back. 
as I said, I'll be there next year. God willing, life, health, and strength. Yep, not missing me. Don't know what I'll be dressed in, what I can fit in. I may have to schedule an appointment with Dr. Miami and see how that's going to go. All right. Uh, not. <laughs> what, not to Dr. Miami? <laughs> not. You have a whole year plus some. <laughs> Listen. Did you see the TikTok video? Let me say this real quick. Did you see the TikTok video where a mother is standing in front of the refrigerator? The refrigerator is open and her son is at the kitchen counter. And she's looking in the fridge and she's like, boy, I can't seem to lose the weight. No matter how I try, I've been working out and all of that. And her son says, well, how do you expect to lose the weight if you're always in the fridge? Well, um, <laughs> I be eating the wrong things, Javette, and it's just not working. I've been working on my stomach for the longest while and it's just not going anywhere. <laughs> In my mind, I'm 120 pounds. In my you mind. Could, <laughs> you dress for your body type. I think we need to really compare ourselves to what the social norms are because in our island, women come in different shape and size. Yes. And we have um, buy into the mindset that sexuality or what's sexy, what's beautiful, according to what we see. You had how many children moments? Four. Four. Okay. They're boys, right? All boys. Okay. Okay. So these bodies, how many of them carry four boys? Right? So don't forget that's very, very important. And as we age, I'm giving yourself this speech because I just gave myself that speech. (laughs) you i need it and i'm sure many of us do need it go right ahead hormone change fluctuate and you know for women it's we don't get it we god did not cut us a slack we get the bellies and we get the loser the hair where men you know something happens and happen to them they go to their aging secretly when eyes is out and open so no find an outfit find a band to have your kind of people in it and have yourself a good time. It's carnival our way, not carnival the social media way. You're right. And sexy and anything you want to put your mind in. Marlon is still around, so hey. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Daphne. I appreciate that. You do make me feel a little better. But here's the thing. And I shouldn't use the word but, right? Here's the thing. I see myself in something, but the reality is I shouldn't be in what I'm seeing myself in. But you're right. I am going to find something that fits me. And I'm going to go enjoy myself. So all who want vex, vex. If you don't want to look, lock your eye and keep it moving. It's about having a good time. That's the truth. And you're absolutely right, Dr. Daphne. We have to learn to embrace in ourselves and we have or embrace ourselves and love on ourselves. And these are talks we need to have with ourselves all the time stop living by the standards that have been set by magazines and social media more so now right we're all beautiful in our own way all of us right and the sexiest thing about a woman is her confidence that is the sexiest thing about a woman right Yeah, so in Latin America, Mexican soldiers discover about 1,200 pounds of fentanyl in historic drug bust. Thank you, Baller Alert, for this story. Mexican soldiers raided a Culiacan warehouse on July 2nd, where they discovered about 1,200 pounds of fentanyl, 
1,224 pounds of methamphetamines and 62 pounds of cocaine, 15 pounds of heroin, and 156,528 pounds of processing material. The drugs are believed to have belonged to the Sinaloa cartel, previously led by Joaquin El Chapo Guzman and now run by his children. The warehouse is a known gathering place for individuals involved in organized crime. Wow. The fentanyl is valued at more than $200 million. Coming up after the music break, it's Believe It or Not News plus entertainment news still to come. Here is some more soca differentology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go! Let's go! We're ready. Yeah, we're ready. 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 Remix. Bungie. Remix. Buster Rhymes. Remix 2014 Flatliner ready. ready See how I come again with another hit And I bang them, gonna win every time I spit And I hang them another win Whenever I get them and I have them I'm wildin' all over the damn club Let them bug, then I'm coming in See the way I kill them and I bag them Rub it in, see the way I drill them and I drag them Wondering how I really hit them And I smash them with another dose of the drug Lay them on the rug, then I hit them in the front Hit them in the back, then we hit them in the middle Hit them high, then we hit them low Yes, we get a little heat and get a lot of money Gotta put it down every single time Gotta let them know You can never test the way I do it in the way I be moving and bouncing and shaking and shouting and breaking them out and making the noise that I be making every time that you be hating. Sorry for keeping you waiting while I'm demonstrating and me watching the people participating. Ain't no debating while I'm eliminating. Look, I be skating all over the ring and I play a position to yell and I kiss them. You see the way we did so many racing. From JA back to Trinidad, girl, bye bye. Bungie and Boss Gear, what you never had, hide. Viking, global collab on matter. We're up on a high. We're running for the Remember the girl? Whoa! Reverse it, pop! 
Reverse it, whoa. Reverse it, crash the bumper, bam, bam. Reverse it, don't look yet. Yeah. Banner, banner, banner. Reverse it, reverse it, reverse it, crash the bumper, bam, bam. Reverse it, don't look yet. Yeah. Banner, banner, banner. Murder, watch out the bumper, brown him out. Now she got the transmission balling out. It must be the gear she calling out. Rubber burn got tires falling out. The engine knock and falling out. It must be all of the junk inside she trunk. She skate right round the round the bump. She crash into me and she bump and got to get better, better. Ain't got no license, bro. Bump and got to get better, better. Crash the bump and we don't want you. To all our listeners, logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Uh, moments with me, and you're listening to Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me Media Moments, MI Media Moments on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media. And subscribe to the YouTube channel, Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. It is Move It Monday, and we're doing it in Soka Stally. As a reminder, coming up at 4 p.m. Eastern on JanoRadio.com, DJ Trouble presents All Inclusive Monday. So check him out. Download the app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Tomorrow, the Rosolo Show. Live at 7 p.m. Eastern on 
QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, and Future FM 98.9 in the Bronx, Westchester, and Mount Vernon. Make sure you check that out. Coming up after this, it's Believe It or Not Stories. Stay tuned. Right, and now it's time for us to get into our Believe It or Not stories. Pennsylvania 911 operator charged with involuntary manslaughter after not sending ambulance to woman who died. And this story is courtesy of Baller Alert. A Pennsylvania 911 operator is facing a rare charge of involuntary manslaughter because he failed to send an ambulance to the home of a woman who died of internal bleeding a day later. Excuse me. The woman's daughter even told the operator that without medical help, she's going to die. A Green County detective last week filed charges against Leon Lee Price, 50, of Waynesburg for the July 2020 death of Diana Cronk, who is 54, claiming his reluctance to send help without getting more assurance from that Cronk would actually go to the hospital. I believe she'd be alive today if they would have sent an ambulance, said Kronk's daughter, Kelly Tichenel, who is 38. Price also was also charged with reckless endangerment, official oppression, and obstruction. Apparently, he questioned Tichenel repeatedly during the four-minute call about whether she would agree to go to the hospital. Price has since been released on bail, according to ABC News. It has to be very clear throughout the entire state that when you call, it's not going to be conditioned on somebody on the other end of the phone saying there's going to be a service provided or not, said Lawrence E. Boland Jr., who represents Tichenel in the federal lawsuit. What we're trying to do here is make sure this never happens again to anyone else. In the 911 recording, Price replied to Tichenel's plea that her mother needed hospital treatment by asking if she was willing to go to the hospital that is about a half hour away from where she was living in Sycamore. She will be because I'm on my way there. So she's going or she's going to die, Tichinel told Price as she drove from her home in Mather or Mather. Not sure how you pronounce that city. Price informed her that he would send an ambulance, but added that we really need to make sure she's willing to go. She's going to go, Tichinel kept saying, because if she's not, she's going to die. After Tichinel told the operator that she was 10 minutes from her mother's home, Price asked if she would call 911 back once she made sure her mother was willing to go in an ambulance. I'm sorry, Tichinel said, and Price replied, no, don't be sorry, ma'am. Just call me when you get there, okay? When Tichinel and her three children arrived at her mother's house, she said she was nude on the front porch and talking incoherently. She just kept saying she was okay, she's fine. She's the mom, you know, she doesn't listen to her children. Tichinel said she could not call 911 from the home because the landline could not be located and there was no cell service. She also 
did not call on her way home because she thought that her uncle would soon check on her and that another contact with 911 would be pointless. Um, several issues here. Number one issue is, I didn't know that we, not we, I didn't know that 911 operators need an assurance that the person is going to go to the hospital before dispatching an ambulance because ambulances have been dispatched in neighborhoods that I've lived in most recently right here where I live right now an ambulance came the other day the person was attended to and then they left but at least they got the help that was needed going to the hospital is not always the reason for an ambulance being dispatched sometimes they're able to to um, sort out the patient right then and there but who are you to determine if this patient is in need of the ambulance services poor judgment call very poor judgment call and they're gonna say oh call me when you get there no it's not it's not coming out of your pocket is it the cost of the ambulance service is not your expense to bear. Dispatch the ambulance because the patient's gonna get charged anyway. You're getting that bill in the mail. No if ands are buts about it. $500 for a, a ride. Maybe more in this case because it's a half an hour ride. It's not your judgment call. Someone calls 911, dispatch that ambulance, please. Well, he has a long time in the jail cell to ponder what he did. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, Sonette. They don't. Sonette said in the chat. Um, first time hearing that. I thought the ambulance always took the hospital. No, not all the time. When the ambulance shows up, you can you can refuse to be taken in the ambulance too. You can just have them give you a ch a check. You know, a lot of people try to stay away from the ambulance. Trust me, that ride is not cheap. Five hundred to eight hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, O'Neill is going to have a long time to think. Now, this is an interesting conversation. An interesting one. I probably should read the entertainment news before getting into this one. Hmm. Let me see. Let me, let me go ahead and do the entertainment news before we... Oh, no, you know what? Let me do this because I, I can always push the entertainment news until tomorrow, but no. Mm. Let me start with this one. A Texas pregnant woman uses the overturn of Roe versus Wade to try to get out of a traffic ticket. Well, this is a very clever idea. A pregnant woman driving in the high occupancy lane referenced the Supreme Court's overturn of Roe versus Wade to get out of a traffic ticket. Brandy Batone of Plano, Texas, said 34 weeks pregnant at the time, was stopped in Dallas for using the HOV lane while on her way to pick up her son last month, the Dallas Morning News has reported. An officer who pulled her over asked if anybody else was in the car, to which she responded, yes. Pointed to my stomach, she said, and my baby girl is right here. She's a person, Patone told the newspaper. He said, oh, no, it's got to be two people outside of the body. The woman said she argued with the officer that her unborn child was a living person, but still ended up getting a $215 ticket for driving in the lane. This has my blood boiling. How could this be fair? According to the new law, this is a life, right? 
she said. I know this may fall on deaf ears, but as a woman, this was shocking. A Dallas County Sheriff Department spokesman said officers stop vehicles in the HOV lane when there's only one person inside them, but did not comment on Baton's argument. Chad Ruback, an ap appellate lawyer in Dallas, said different judges may look at Baton's argument differently. This is uncharted territory we are in now. <laughs> Y'all never thought about that, right? There is no Texas statute that says what needs to be done in this situation. The Texas Transportation Code has not been amended recently to address this particular situation. Who knows? Maybe the legislature will in the next session. Of course, she plans on fighting the ticket that is due in court on July 20. I'm here for this one. Fight it to the very end because you can't pick and choose when this is a person or not. Y'all say it's a life, right? So let it count. As a matter of fact, I need to put insurance on this life, right? I need to get us a social security number so I can right away. The minute I find out I'm pregnant, run me a social security number right away. I need to start claiming some benefits for this child. Y'all say it's a child, right? So y'all going to pick and choose when? That's right for you, girl. Go to court and fight it. They didn't think about this. They never thought about it, right? Is it a person or is it not a person? What is it? <laughs> I find it funny. Yep. The judges don't know what to do. It's uncharted territory now. Yeah. No, man. Yes. You know, that's only going to work for certain color women, right? <laughs> I want her to. This woman, this woman is white. Yes, she that is. happened to. Yes, she is. <laughs> no, I know. I saw. I saw it on the news this oh, morning. Yes. Oh yeah, and I had posted it top of the week over the weekend on my um IG. Yeah, I'm here for it. Wait, this is going to open up a lot of different laws. Yep. And I can't wait. I'm here for it to see the argument. Yes. Go ahead, Sunette. Sorry. No, I, I I understand and I I agree with you with you all. You are absolutely correct. It's gonna open all our laws. I think she is full of crap. I'm sorry. I'm, I really am. I thought that was that was this white woman and it was. Go ahead, Karen. She was Karen. That one. Oh my god. I, I when I saw that, I was like, you. What the heck are you doing? Are you serious right now? But of course, she's gonna get away with it. Well, no, she got a ticket, so she hasn't gotten away with it yet. Yet. But let's see the fight. And let's see if she gets that, that, that ticket reversed. <laughs> she deserves that ticket, in, in my honest opinion. You deserve that ticket. You are not two yet. I don't care what the government says. You're going against the Department of Transportation. The Department of Transportation is not the ones who are going against you and your, and your right to have an abortion. And I stand firmly on everyone's right to have an abortion. But that's the Department of Transportation. That is not the, the Supreme Court that gave you a ticket. So that's where I have a, a problem with it. And I, I, I'm done. I agree with your point, Sunette. I totally agree. She was being um, a little facetious. I get it. But what I'm happy for is that it is going to, it has opened up a conversation for the, for, for the um, Supreme Court and the different laws throughout the land. Yes, she's being um, facetious, and yes, she's trying to pull a fast one over, and yes, she deserved the ticket, because we know that technically, she, it, 
we know it doesn't um what you call it it's you can't relate it to an unborn child we know that but i like the fact that she, she may have an argument and yes she she may just get away with it mm -hmm. but it is something that she has brought a bigger issue to light we pick and choose when an unborn is recognized as a human being she has somehow in her facetiousness highlighted hypocrisy double standard telling people make your mind up how do you consider and then now it's going to lead to the conversation at what stage of pregnancy do we consider the unborn child a human being but here is this one oh go ahead before i move on to this one because this is this next one is interesting if she would get in a car accident right now in Texas and had to go to the emergency room, they would have to decide who they're going to save. Yeah. So the baby is alive because they're deciding between two lives. <laughs> now, listen to this one. This is pretty interesting. Women, especially. Leaked. We're getting a lot of leaks nowadays. They need to fix the plumbing. <laughs> leaked documents from a meeting by the nation's largest teachers union allegedly show the national education association the nea is debating on a proposal that pushes the use of lgbtqia plus inclusive language like birthing parent instead of mother non-birthing parent instead of father informal language used by both state and local educational entities nea will inform states and locals of the following sample language that you know let me reread that because i i put the the break where i shouldn't have put it nea will inform states and locals of the following sample language that may be put in contracts that is lgbtqia plus inclusive the alleged nea proposal for a resolution titled nbi3 or NBI 63 reads, and I quote, parental leave instead of maternity leave, parent instead of mother or father, birthing parent instead of mother, and non-birthing parent instead of father. The proposal continued. The association came up with a possible resolution on Wednesday that would change the word mother in contracts to birthing parent to be more exclusive transparency the white house has refused to comment on the consideration which did not receive a vote fox news reported the nea's alleged proposal uses such language that would relieve members of their anxiety over how a board of education or solicitor defines maternity leave mother and or father and is a reflection of how lgbtqia plus members build their families an NEA spokesperson spoke with the national desk, TND, and was told that every year NEA members submit new business items concerning a wide range of issues. Some are intimately tied to NEA operations and others reflect policy position delegates or policy positions delegates would like the organization and its state level affiliates to take, saying the group is committed to democratic processes and open deba debate values of which the spokesperson noted are fundamental not just to nea's vision as a union but to our functioning as a multiracial democracy
what are they saying? Are they saying that you're no right longer now, a mother? <laughs> you are they saying that um, a gay couple can't get maternity leave because the paperwork only say mother and father? Which is and BS. they want that change to parent? Which is BS. Because they do get leave. They do get leave. This is BS. They do get leave, Javette. They get leave. I mean, I know they do, but I was just confused. But maybe not at every job. Maybe not at every um, organization they get it. So maybe that's why it needs to be changed. Birthing parent instead of mother. Wow. You see this in every state. Mm. Oh, sorry, doctor. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, please. You go. This is the biggest issue that I have in education right now. And it's becoming a nightmare. And this has been driven by a certain group of people at a level of social economic, where the whole thing has been, we've been subjected to this. We went from being tolerant to flat out creating a massive confusion. And our schools, for example, it's not created for transgender schools, and they know that. And um, they put our young men and women in jeopardy for one to two young people. And it's just getting out of control right now. It's like, and yet we, like black people, can't even carry gun, even when we're licensed and hit it, and we are always being scrutinized. Those kind of stuff trigger me. It's like, we're talking about this, but yet, some other things that are serious. I mean, I'm not saying it's not as serious, but for me, I have my own issue to me. That's not one of them. Because they do get leave. Men and women get leave. It's the, for me, it comes as though you, as though you are deducing a woman's role. Switching the seriousness of her role. When men can have babies, then they could change the role as much as they can. Until then, suck it up, mothers have babies and put up with it. When the other woman too can give each other babies, then yeah, go do that then. This sounds to me like we are factories, birthing mother. Factories. That, that's what I, I'm sorry. If I'm, if, if, if I'm reading into it wrong, let me know. But what I'm hearing, you're going to call me a birthing parent. You know what? I got two words for you. One starts with F and one starts with Y. You're going to reduce me to a birthing parent? That's what I am. You see, that's why sometimes you're supposed to just nip things, nip things in the bud. You know, everybody jump up and support this. His, she, her, that, this. And then you see, there's no limit. Like, yeah, there need to be a limit. And that's all I have to say. This is a blatant disrespect of women, if you ask me. Women who have to... Your mic is open, yeah. Women who have to go through the ordeal of bringing life into this world. I don't care what your orientation is. I don't care who you choose to love. But do not disrespect women like this. This is gross mis disrespect. Trying to 
diminish us, demean us, belittle us, make our roles insignificant and come across as inconsequential. Birthing parent? Birthing parent? Do you know what we go through to bring your sorry asses into this world for you to turn around and call us a birthing parent? You know where that stem from, right? It's usually from the two. Oh, you already know. Never mind. Let me stop talking. Birthing parent? And the disrespect to the father, too. Instead of father, non birthing parent. So now my husband is a non birthing parent, and I'm a non birthing um, parent. And again, documents get leaked. You know. <laughs> Ooh, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. <sighs> hmm. um. Yeah, yeah, where, where do we draw, draw the line? That's the thing, because, you know, this whole thing started from, like, as a, a position of, like, equal rights, and now it, it, it's gone to this length where, like, everybody's losing their rights. And, you know, you could see it, you could see it coming through the pipeline because years ago, like, even in the streets, when, when you see, like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, a, a transgender or a gay person arguing with another woman and, and using conversation, using words like, I'm more woman than you, and this and that, and, and, and just out of, like, street talk or street fight until now you see it coming into thing where... Mm -hmm you know, women are being challenged and, and just humanity in itself is being challenged. And it, 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 it goes from like, okay, we need our rights to, to be able to live and to be safe to know we're, we're taking over your rights. And, and, and that's, uh, that, that, that's crazy to me. You know, it, it's, it's, you know, the, and, and it's been very strategic, like from, go, from, from taking over the word gay to like, if, if someone in their 20s and 30s now hear like a Dennis Brown song, like, you know, I'm so young and gay, they're gonna like, I didn't know that Dennis Brown was gay. You know, taking over popular words, taking over colors, taking over everything um, to push, you know, which to me is an agenda because this is not about equal rights. This is not about equal rights. It, it's not about, because even in a country like, like Canada, there, there, there's a, result that came out the other day and Jewish people, indigenous people, blacks are being attacked way more than, um, let's say, transgender and gay people. Like the people that, that go around and, and, and attack you because of your, your sexual preference is very minority right now. It's in the minority. Like more Jews are being attacked, more synagogues are being um, um, sprayed with 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 with, with um, hate language than than um, a lot of like you know gay LGBT headquarters or, or places like that. So yeah, it's 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 yeah. I don't know what type of world we're living in now. Where we're losing our rights just because you are saying that you want your rights. You know that that's that's some that's a mess. You know. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're gonna have to wrap up here. Um. On a sad note for me, because now I'm upset and I'm hungry and you can't put the two together. Um, but when are people going to push back? 
And you know what? Let me just go to a quick music break. Carnival, I love you so. Patrice again. Patrice again. I have to say thank you to all our listeners who logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me, and you are listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Always great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and interesting perspectives. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at me media moments on Instagram moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and subscribe to the YouTube channel Moments with Me Media. Like, share, comment, and click on that notification bell. And here's what's coming up later on today. DJ Trouble presents All-Inclusive Mondays, 4 p.m. Eastern on JanoRadio.com. Download the app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Log on to QMZRadio.com and join Naturalist in the Quality Music Zone for Naturalist Live at 5 p.m. Eastern with DJ Naturalist. It's news, views, or let me say music news and naturalist views. Then join us at 10 p.m. Eastern for Days After Dark on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com for Cognac and Cigars. Part 3, when we talk about coloring outside the lines interracial relationships. It was certainly a pleasure for me to do this for you this morning. New week, new opportunities. Let's make sure we embrace them. Tomorrow, when in the op- uh, we talk about the stories we missed today, the entertainment stories, we'll talk about them tomorrow. And cops uh, arrest obsessed fan that trespassed on Selena Gomez's LA property. And Dave Chappelle releases new surprise Netflix special, defense previous trans jokes. Tune in for those stories and more tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, right here on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com and on Clubhouse. quick moment with me before we go the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity the optimist sees opportunity in every difficulty choose wisely are you going to be a pessimist or an optimist in the words of winston churchill
Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jono Radio. Jono Radio. We are we are we are online 24/7. We 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 hope you enjoyed the show. Bye bye. Well, folks, whatever you do, wherever you go, I do ask that you please be safe. See you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, right here on johnoradio.com and qmzradio.com. Have a wonderful day.